live. We're hello, live. Hello. How's it going, man? How's it going? It's going good. Here with Mr. Hess, Tyler Hess, and Tyler Castle with Tyler's Talking Sports. First episode, episode one on 10 8 23. How are we doing tonight, Hess? Doing good, man. Doing real good. Good. Yeah, doing good. Good. You ready to talk I- some sports? I am. I am. How was your How's your How was your Saturday, man? I didn't get to talk to you too too much. It was good. Well, today's Sunday, so Saturday was good. Um, That's why I'm asking. I didn't get to talk to you too much yesterday. Yeah, watched a little bit of football. Went and uh, picked up a pumpkin. You know, for picked up for, a pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. Got to get Hudson a, a pumpkin, my wife a pumpkin, and myself a pumpkin. You know, since it is fall and Charlie getting Brown ready for Halloween. Patch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah got to get the pumpkins, man. Right. But doing well. Watched a little little bit of football yesterday. Uh, saw some stuff that I was not expecting, to be honest with you. Uh, some stuff I predicted, but uh, yesterday, as you mentioned, as we was talking earlier, was a rough day. It was, it was. Before we get into too much of that, though, I just want to kind of let everybody know out there, first episode, Tyler's Talking Sports, me and Castle have went back and forth for years through text messages, phone calls, arguments in person, watching every sporting event from college football, college basketball, NFL, you name it, we've done it. We've watched it all, argued about it. He has his opinion, I've had my opinion. And Absolutely. several times we've been like, get us a podcast. So we finally broke down and was like, you know what, let's do it. We're going to talk about it all, guys. We're going to talk about your big games in college football. We're going to talk about your NBA. We may talk about soccer. We could say something about hockey. NFL, probably ain't going to say much about NASCAR because <laughs> they just go in circles and do left turns. Uh, I'm yeah. a NASCAR person, though, so I might throw some NASCAR stuff in there. Um, as far as what we love, as you can see in my background, love some baseball, Georgia Bulldogs, T. Castle there. It's that, the balls all day. Balls, balls all, all day, day long. Don't matter but, what it is. But uh, we're going to have some fun here, guys. We're going to go over some games this, from this past weekend with in college football, and then we're going to hit up some Stuff that's happened in the NFL. Right now, I'm watching. I got the Broncos-Jets uh, game on right now. It's in the fourth quarter. Jets got the ball with four minutes and 40 seconds left. Second and nine. So, looks like the Jets, if they can get a first down here, they might be able to ice this game. I don't know. All teams, Both teams have three timeouts, so we'll see what happens. But, uh, Castle, where do you want to start, man? Anything man, else you want to add to that? No, I think that's good. I mean, uh, just letting the viewers know, you know, that's kind of – what we've always been talking about doing is doing a podcast, you know, me and you back and forth, as, as you just mentioned. So, um, yeah, I'm glad we're finally starting and uh, look forward to the journey. And hopefully everyone enjoys the conversations and we can maybe get some uh, some more opinions, some more outside opinions on our, our opinions and uh, oh, can have a little bit of a sports debate. So that's what it's all about. So, yes, yes, um, yes. but let's get started, man. Let's get started with, uh, with yesterday's games. Uh-huh. Um, let's get started with... Uh, you want to start with you want to start with Georgia you want to start number one team in the country yeah let's just start off with Georgia by the way in case anyone doesn't know Hess is a big big dogs fan uh used to be Virginia Tech just gonna throw that out there but um yeah I I like the Hoagies local team local team (laughs) big dogs fan now so we got a dogs fan of the house and then we got a UK Kentucky coming into uh UGA last night um Carson Beck let's start there Dude, Carson Beck, like, it was crazy because I had a stat that was talking. Everybody's been talking about how Carson Beck has been not Stetson Bennett. We need to bench him. And, I mean, I, I've said it, too. I mean, the offense has been so slow under Mike Bobo. It's just not been what it was last year. But statistically, he has outperformed through the four games going into the Kentucky game better than Stetson Bennett's Heisman 
Trophy run that he had last year to make it into New York for the Heisman Trophy. So Beck yesterday career game thirty five or twenty eight for thirty five for three hundred and eighty nine yards, four Jeez. touchdowns, and the interception really wasn't his fault. It was just a bad play happens, but happens. And then the other thing that shocked me is Georgia didn't have a hundred yards rush, a hundred yard rusher. They had uh, Dijon Edwards had nine carries for fifty four yards. Kendall Milton, who has been hurt, which I think should be the primary back in U- at Georgia, but he had eight carries for 47. And the other big thing was Brock Bowers. Dude can't be stopped. Brock Bowers. You got to treat – defenses are going to have to start treating Brock Bowers as you treat a toddler. You can't leave him by himself. You're going to have to have two people on him at all times because he's going to get away and he's going to make the plays. He had seven catches for 132 yards and a Inside. touchdown. Marcus Rosemary Jack Saint had four catches for 99 yards. And then Ra Ra Thomas had five catches for 63 yards and a touchdown. Tore it up in the air raid attack is what it sounds like. I didn't get to watch much of that game, but it just, I know you texted me and said Beck went 16 for 16. Is that right? Oh, yes. I think he started out the game 16 for 16. Could be, could have been different there. Could have been like 13 13, but he was, Uh, he was on it. So it sounds like, can we, can we put Beck, Beck in the Heisman conversation? Mm -hmm. Uh, put Bowers in the Heisman conversation. Let me I ask think Bowers. I think Bowers needs to be there because he's been doing it all year for. Georgia. I mean, ba- if we if you take a step back and look at Bowers, I mean, if you look back at Auburn, I mean, Bowers yes. is the reason you all beat Auburn. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, he and, and he did I it. Mean, <laughs> he single handedly beat Auburn. Literally single handedly. Yes, catching balls with one hand. Yes. Yes. I, I mean, it is just insane. So then, like I said, I didn't get to watch the game much yesterday. I wasn't worried about this one. I already had uh, Georgia whooping uh, Kentucky, as I mentioned to you. I didn't um, see fifty one thirteen though. I did. I didn't, I didn't see that. that. I think I, I think my projection was thirty five seventeen. I thought for sure Kentucky's run game would open up. I mean, they had a big big run game against uh, Florida the previous week, but it is Florida. Um, I know Florida beat my balls, but you know that's okay because um, <laughs> it is what it is. It's college football. So, right. uh, I wanna, but that go ahead. Uh, but that, but that, I mean, that Florida team, I mean, they're no slouch. So that's why, that's why I had Kentucky, you know, at least coming out making this somewhat of a game. But you got to remember, this was a home game for UGA. Right. I and mean, it's, and, and it's the a crowd was rocking. Yeah, it was. Yes. It was everything in Georgia's favor. They come out slinging it and just never look back. So right. I look. I still look for Georgia uh, to win the East. I think it's no competition. I, I still have Georgia favored it too to win the national championship. So we'll see what happens. I want to also talk about Kentucky. I want to. I want to. I don't want to leave this game without talking about them. Go back to uh, the Florida game. That was a huge game for Kentucky. That that for that program. And I'm I'm one of the people that are starting to see Kentucky as more as a football program than a than a basketball program. I know they're a blue-chip basketball team. Calipari hasn't been doing it. He's had top five recruits. They haven't been doing it. That, that's nowhere here nor there. But what Stoops has been doing with Kentucky over the last couple of years has – I mean, they haven't seen this success since uh, Bama coach. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to argue with you right there. Um, Stoops, good coach, great coach. Don't get me wrong. I think he's gotten two wins in the SEC, like major wins, uh, since his tenure at Kentucky. But I mean, it um, is Kentucky, though. I mean, you but don't... but two only two major wins in the SEC. Um, you look at Heupel comes in gets three. You look right. at you look at across the field. You look at Shane Beamer comes and gets two already. Um, so I I mean. I think sure Kentucky's better better off with Stoops than they were. I'll agree with you there. This team will make a bowl, 
um, probably oh, yeah, a decent yeah. bowl. They're probably an eight, nine win team. Um, you know, it's a tough matchup for, you know, Tennessee as me being a Tennessee fan. I, I don't look forward to playing the Cats. So, um, I mean, you got Kentucky's next two, next three games. We won't go into their whole schedule, but they got M- Missouri next Saturday. Tough. Uh, at, at Kentucky, a 7.30 kick, and then they are, our Tennessee comes to Kentucky, the 28th. So they have a bye they, week. Yep, and then they got Mississippi State uh, on the 4th in Mississippi State, then they go to – and then Bama comes to them, but that's nor here nor there. But I want to go back. It was uh, Bear Bryant I was trying to talk about. They haven't had this success in football since Bear Bryant was there. And yeah. the thing that got me was Georgia strode against the run game against Auburn. We let – they let the – Auburn run all over them. It was and the first. It was the first true road game, it, right? It was, but yes, I mean, but Kirby Smart discipline leans on stopping the run. You're going to stop the run all the time against like Kirby's team stops the run. They didn't do that against Auburn, and Kentucky comes off Ray Davis's career game, two hundred what thirty plus yards rushing against Florida, and Florida's defense two, had looked 240, good. Two forty, two forty, or something like two forty five. But so if you look at the stats, since we were the stats with Georgia, Devin Devin Learley Learley had. Was ten for twenty six for one hundred twenty eight yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Ray and those two touchdowns were in the second uh, second quarter, and it looks like uh, in the third quarter they missed the extra point. And then uh, Ray Davis only had fifteen carries for fifty nine yards. His longest run was eleven yards. So Georgia came down. in, shut shut out on the narrative of are they slouching? Are they too slow? Because I mean, I go back to what you say, and I was kind of on the fence with them. Like I don't know, but. That sent a right. message, and okay. I think they, I think they're the number one team in the country. And yeah, gets, hands, hands down. Um, you know, on paper, sure. I mean, before this game, they were thirty eighth in the nation in rush defense, right? Um, right? You know, you look at your your all's rush offense. You mentioned that you know you didn't run for hundred yards. Well, that's because y'all are ranked sixtieth in rush offense, which so is insane. You know, that's middle of the pack. Um, you know, thirty eighth in rush defense, not terrible, not great. Um, you'll definitely bump up after this game, I'm sure. So I need to right, look at right. what y'all are at now. Um, but you look at Kentucky, and they have the ninth-ranked rush defense, right? But you just mentioned that you all are not a run-heavy team. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's what you got to look at. And then they have the 77th uh, pass offense. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you look at you look at paper, and that's why I picked Georgia to win this game. I mean, on well, paper, all day, Georgia wins. I think, too, and we'll kind of wrap it up here with Georgia – Kirby Smart has got to the point. He's like, all right, you know, the schedule didn't look that strong, but now at the end of the season, they're going against. They got Vandy this week, which it's Vandy and Vandy should be another W. Then they play the rivalry against Florida. Then they play a Missouri team, which we're going to cover them in a little bit. They play Missouri and Georgia. Then they got Ole Miss in Georgia. Then they play the Vols, and then they wrap up against Georgia Tech. That's a tough which, schedule. And I mean, it, it finishes strong. But the last thing I was going to say about Kirby, I feel like. The first four or five games, he has sat here and been like, all right, I have all these five-star recruits, four and five-star recruits. I need to get everybody in in case somebody does get hurt and we're in the national title or in the playoff games, and we need to get depth out there. We need to get these people out there. And I think that's what he does so well that other coaches don't, that Kirby plays everybody he can, figures out who can win and who can make the plays, and then he leans on them the rest of the season. And I think – this game, I think Kirby came out and said, all right, let's show the country what Georgia's about this year. And I think that was a message that was sent there. All right, final thoughts on Georgia. Do they run the table for the rest of the season? Uh, I, the only game that I see that they could possibly struggle with, I mean, 
the Florida game's always a rivalry game. You you don't know. They beat us. They they beat them one year with uh, when you didn't expect them to. That game it's always close. Seems like is that, uh, game, is that game home or away? It's the neutral site in Jacksonville. Oh, World's okay. largest cocktail. But gotcha. uh, the uh, game that I would circle if I'm Georgia that I really need that everyone really had to focus on and worry about is when they play in Knoxville on the 18th of November especially if the Vols continue to play the way they played last week and they continue to do this. And that run game the Vols have, which, again, we're going to cover that too. Yeah, we'll get into could, that. Could be nasty. And if Milton can continue to build on what he's got, that is the only team that I see in the entire SEC, if not the entire country, that can score repeatedly on Georgia's defense. I agree. It comes down to one player, really, um, and yeah. you just mentioned him. So we'll get into that here in shortly, uh, but I just wanted to wrap it up on Georgia. Um, go dogs, as Tess <laughs> would dogs. say. So go dogs, baby. Go uh, dogs. Let's move on down to the next uh, item that we had for today's podcast. Um, that would be the Red River Rivalry. Say that That's three right. times in a row. All right. <clears throat> yeah, Texas and Oklahoma. They give it to me. Um, I was not expecting this one at all. I missed this one yesterday. Uh, yeah, I'm with thought you. for sure. I mean, Texas on paper, um, you know, it, it, it shouldn't even been. I mean, I thought I knew it was going to be a close game, or at least I figured it would be a close game, which it, you know, it was. Um, but I just thought Texas would come out on top. Um, you know, they've really showed me that. You know, their defense is just overpowered. Um, their offense was lost out with Quinn Ewers. Right, um, right. You know, I, I mean, Ewers, you cannot put this one on him. I mean, yesterday, I think he was also uh, – can't remember what he ended up finishing at the end of the game, but at one point he had completed 16 passes in a row, uh, two off the record at Texas. So um, the guy was lots out. So it's not on him. Um, you know, if anything, I think what lost in this game is turnovers. Um you know, just just critical turnovers throughout the entire game. I mean, start the game off, turn the ball over on the first drive, uh, come out the second. I think it's the second second drive or third drive. They turn the ball over again. They fumble. Turnovers um, killed. Turnovers were killing. Yeah, I think they had three three or four turnovers. Is in you know what they finished up with. Um, I mean, you were finished with two interceptions and only one touchdown pass. Yeah, but see, what was but, his uh, what was his final stats? He was thirty one for thirty seven for three hundred and forty six yeah. yards. See, I mean, you can't put this one on him. And Texas uh, also had twenty. Uh, Jonathan Brooks had twenty two carries for one hundred twenty nine yards. But Oklahoma didn't have no turnovers. I mean, turnovers was the thing there. And then, fun fact on on Jonathan Brooks, he's number thir- uh, three in the nation in rushing yards. Texas uh, puts out them sneaky runbacks. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, you got, I mean, you got to look who's in the NFL now on the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, so Robinson, you know, they they are a run heavy team. They're just like Tennessee, if you really think about it. Uh, Not Oklahoma. Too, uh, hold on, before oh. you continue that, I just want to give you an update right now. I'm, I'm yeah. talking about the Broncos game, the Broncos Jets. It's uh, second and ten, uh, forty one seconds left in the game. Denver's down twenty four twenty one. They got the ball on the forty on their forty one yard line. So they're trying to get in the field goal range. Looks like they got one timeout left, so that game's coming down to the wire. But uh, hold on, Russ, Russ drops back. Russ sacked, fumbled, out of bounds. Oh, Jets recovered it, and Jets are going to seal this game with a fumble, <laughs> fumble return for a touchdown. Jets, Jets are going to win this game. Oh, the life of a Broncos fan. Um, how's that feel? We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, yeah, we'll get, we'll to, get that. to that here in a little while. Yeah, um, damn. Yeah, back to this rivalry. Um, so, yeah, I had this. I had this game with uh, Texas winning thirty-five twenty-eight. Didn't miss it by much. I mean, Texas was a six and a half point favorite. 
Um, you know, last year, if we look at last year, I mean, Texas demolished Oklahoma. So this game meant a little something to, to Oklahoma coming back from a 49-0 loss last year. Right, so, right. Um, you know, they came out swinging. They came out, you know, playing hard. They played very good. Um, Oklahoma should move up quite a few spots after that. I mean, they're, it's a big up win. To, uh, so. The AP poll came out there up to fifth. And, uh, fifth. Texas I, dropped down to 10. Okay, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that poll. My um, biggest... How about Alabama in that poll? Where are they at now? Alabama's eleventh. They didn't move. Eleventh. Okay. All right. I was curious on that one. I know we're going. I know we we're going to talk about Alabama um, a little bit later too. But I was just curious if they had moved or not. I was with you on this whole. Like I, I didn't believe in uh, Oklahoma's offense. Like they hadn't played nobody. They were beating some like these chump schools. Uh, Brent Venables is known for his incredible defense. The offense last year for what Oklahoma had was trash. Uh, did not see Oklahoma coming out, but I will – in my eyes, I know everybody's talking about Caleb Williams, uh, Sanders, talking about uh, Penix Jr. with Washington. I think Dylan Gabriel became your Heisman favorite in this game. The dude was 23 for 38 for 285 yards and a touchdown. He had 14 carries for 113 yards. Single-handedly put Oklahoma on his back and won that game. Didn't make the turnovers that Ewers made. And that atmosphere was absolutely electric. Insane. The Texas State Fair, like I want to go to the Texas State Fair and just be part of that atmosphere. The divide in the crowd or Oklahoma on one side, Texas on the other, and the people that were there. I mean, Oklahoma had all their celebrities there. Trey Young was there. McConaughey was there. Hangman from Top Gun was there. Jeff uh, Powell, he was there. I mean, that was an incredible atmosphere. And what, what a game, national television, noon kick, Every year, this game is up. Other than last year, this game always is entertaining to watch. But back to Dylan Gabriel, I mean, this dude is putting up incredible numbers as a quarterback. He has just absolutely set the world on fire all year long. He has got 1,878 yards passing, 16 touchdowns to two interceptions. Uh, just his completion percentage is. Uh, over 70%. True. Yeah. And he's got a quarter, quarterback rating of 91, which is third in the country. That's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> this dude is absolutely going off. He has the worst game he's had was against SMU in game one. He threw for 176 yards. It happens. But he had four touchdowns. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dylan Gabriel's got to be in the conversation. I, I mean, that's that's one of the biggest games of Oklahoma, you know, on, on their season. Yeah. Um, pulled out a win. So. Uh, hats off to Oklahoma on that one. Did not see the Sooners uh, taking that one. Uh, fun fact for you: um, since 1955, both teams were 33, 33, and three. So Oof, right now, Oklahoma just just took over the uh, the W column. Um, you know, and and like I mentioned to you yesterday, you know, this is the last time technically in the Big Twelve. So um, very sentimental there. A lot of emotion. Uh, Love to see it yesterday. All left on the field. So yeah. great game. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, next year uh, could be uh, Arch Manning's time to enter this thing, but we'll, we'll see, see what happens there. Yeah, we'll uh, see. Um, not, not 100% it's his offense. We'll see what happens. That's a, a stout quarterback room at Texas. Very. I agree, I agree. I agree. Uh, is Before we end this game, talk about this one, do you think Oklahoma's a national championship contender? Uh, you have to put them into the mix now. You said you just told me they was fifth in rankings. Yes, are um, undefeated. They're six and zero, or five and zero. Six and zero. Six and zero. Yeah, I had it right. Okay, six and zero. Um, 
Yeah, how could you not? I mean, they're 6-0 <laughs> they're roll, oh, rolling in, and I don't think they have that tough of a schedule left. Uh, I'd have to pull up their schedule and look um, if you want to look at that real quick. But I do think that, you know, from the looks of it, this is a 10-2, 11-1 team. So They got uh, um, UCF next on the 21st. Looks like I got a bye week here. Two straight okay. bye weeks. Man, they don't play for two weeks. Is that right? What is next week? 14th? No, they got a bye this week. So then they play the 21st, and then they got at Kansas, at Kansas, at Oklahoma State, West Virginia at home, BYU, and then they finish with TCU. So Okay, so they'll be favored in every game. Yeah, it should be. The uh, only game that looks like it could be something could be that at Kansas. Kansas, yeah. But it's Kansas. Uh, so. It's Kansas. We'll see. Um, <laughs> that could be another topic of conversation <laughs> for, you know, basketball team or – uh, football caliber. Up, up and coming football program. They're putting money in it. Very, very. Yeah, uh, I like to see it. We're talking about the AP poll. Uh, biggest biggest change was obviously Texas dropping out of the top five. Ohio State is now three. Florida State is four. Oklahoma moved from 12th to 5th. No change at six with Penn State. Washington is seventh. Oregon is eighth. Texas is ninth. That was my mistake earlier. They dropped to ninth. And USC dropped from ninth to tenth. After their just terrible game against Arizona, three overtimes against Arizona and only one forty three forty one, and Alabama didn't move. North Carolina went up two spots to twelfth. Ole Miss went up three to thirteenth. Louisville jumped from twenty fifth to fourteenth, and we're going to talk about that game. What a game that was! What a game! Uh, Oregon State unchanged at fifteen. Utah up to sixteenth. Duke up to seventeenth. Uh, UCLA went from unranked to 18th after their upset win against Washington State, 25-17. I think that's a little high. Washington State dropped from 13th to 19th. The Tennessee Vols moved up to 19th from 22nd. They were idle this week. Uh, let's see. Notre Dame dropped from 10th to 21st. Uh, LSU moved up one spot to 22nd. Kansas went from unranked to 23rd. Kentucky dropped to 24th. And Miami, how they're still ranked after their de- debacle against Georgia Tech is beyond me, but they round up the top 25 at 25th after losing 24-20 to Georgia Tech on why do you not even, kneel that I ball? Even, I, don't yeah, even, yeah. I don't even want to talk about that. Good um, God. That was probably the worst officiating um, you know, play call I've ever seen from a head coach. You know That, that could be like get fired type call. Oh, yeah, without um, a doubt. You just cost them the game. I mean, just yep. nail the ball, call, call a game. And it is a final in Denver. The Jets did pull off the victory. I just saw that, yeah. Nathaniel Hackett gets his revenge on Sean Payton, saying he did the worst coaching job in coaching history. He said, take that, Sean Payton. You can't fix Denver either. Mm, that's tough. Denver, Denver, Denver drops a, a, a 1-4. They go Thursday night against the Kansas City Chiefs. Is this the old Denver with Kyle Orton out there? Is that what I'm saying? Hey, Kyle Orton was at least a winner. So, <laughs> I mean, at least Kyle Orton made the playoffs. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I did read earlier today, there's an article that said, depending on what goes on this week and next week, which would be the Chiefs game Thursday night, Denver could be going to decide to go ahead and start selling off veteran players and looking toward next year. So, hmm. looks like Denver's looking at getting in that Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr. sweepstakes. So. They, they need to. Um, Marvin Harris Jr., what a guy. Uh, we can talk about can't, him, too, here in a minute. If you can't, if you can't block, it don't matter because uh, Russ got sacked all day. So. That's true. But anyway, it don't matter anyway. who's in there. But let's let's move on to, uh, to, to to LSU and Missouri. What a game that turned out to be. Yeah. I, I, I figured – I mean, I figured it would be close. I had LSU pulling this one out um, just because I figured they was a little bit better on uh, offense than Missouri. 
Um, defense, there's no defense on either one of these teams. Um, it was just lack of effort all over the place on defense on both sides of the ball. Um, I don't even want to talk about defense. If you let someone score 39, you score 49, that's the final, no defense. Um, good offense from both sides. Uh, you know, I, I thought LSU would have a little bit of a hangover from, from last week, you know, a tough one with Ole Miss uh, coming off that 55-49 loss. So I figured for sure that would, that would slow them down a little bit, but they didn't. Um, so big, big win there for LSU. I mean, they could have went three and three. Um, it's now that they're four and two, um, and a solid four and two, honestly, uh, if you look at their schedule. So, um, three and one in look, conference play. Yeah, three and one in conference play. I mean, so the, you know, uh, they should be able to run the table from here. Um, I believe, but, you know, they've already played most of their games. So, I wanted to say this, though. I mean, the LSU shouldn't even be in this situation. Uh, they shouldn't – the way the hype came in with Jaden Daniels, Brian Kelly, this offense was projected to be the best offense that's been in LSU since Burrow, if not better than the Burrow offense. And to me, this has been an absolute disappointing season for LSU. If I'm an LSU fan, I'm I'm not happy with a 4-2 and two record right now. And it shouldn't have been this close. If it, I mean, let's pretend we don't know the score. If I told you Jaden Daniels went 15 for 21 for 259 yards, three touchdowns, and rushed 24 times or 15 times for 130 yards and one touchdown, you think LSU destroyed Missouri. But on the flip side, Brady Cook absolutely outplayed Jaden Daniels. But he had that, he broke the record last week for most games without a, I think it was like 360 some, 362 games without a, or 362 pass attempts. Without an interception, he threw two, and one of them was extremely costly. But he finished uh, 30 for 47 for 411 yards. And my personal opinion, the most underrated receiver in the entire country, Luther Burden III, he had 11 catches for 149 yards. I think that's like his third straight game with over 100 yards receiving, but he had no touchdowns. Uh, Missouri – they don't feel like an SEC school when you play them. They don't feel like they even belong in the SEC. But they year in and year out, they always make these perennial SEC schools play football. They make them play. And I told you earlier in the week, Missouri has the best offensive line in the entire SEC. I agree. And that's agree saying that. a lot based off when you got Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, who are putting out offensive linemen in the NFL year in and year out. But uh, LSU, I mean, Jane Daniels, the dude's – Dude's good. That dude very good. Very good, but I'm not a big Brian Kelly person. And it's just it's just I mean, LSU again, no no defense. Like I like I mean And that's what bothers me because LSU, this is the best this is the best offense that Brian Kelly has ever had in his entire coaching career. And Absolutely. you go out and get a defensive coordinator nobody knows about and you don't have a defense to back up this incredible offense. Like to me, that's a failure on him as a coach. I'm not happy if I'm LSU. I'm not happy with I have I'm, this I'm, offense. And... I'm four and two. I'm four and two. So I, sure, I'm not happy that we you know have a couple of losses on the table. But you got to look at the flip side. I mean, eight, I mean it's not it's not a terrible spot to be in at four and two right now. Three and one in the SEC. Um, like I said, I think the rest of the schedule isn't too bad. Um, so LSU. I mean, LSU should pretty much run the table the rest of the season. So if they can come mm. out with two losses, well. LSU, they got Auburn next. Should be a win. In, in LSU, night game, it's impossible to win a night game in Baton Rouge as a away team. Um, then they play Army. Okay. 
And then they got their big game against Bama in Alabama, which LSU wins the next can, two. Bama I think wins. They can, they can play Bama. I think I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I'm calling it right now. Mark it down. LSU takes down Bama in Tuscaloosa this year. I don't Ooh. think it's even. I don't think it's even close. Uh, I don't well, think it's even close. Well, I don't think it's close. Uh, there's Florida, no defense. So. I, I don't. I don't think it's gonna I be. It's gonna be you, no offense versus no defense. You might as well have me, you, our wives, and our kids on defense, and I still don't think Milrow can win a game. But anyway, uh, Florida after Bama. And LSU, and then they finish out with Georgia State and then Texas A&M. And we're going to talk about A&M in a minute as well. Um, again, I'm yeah. just, I, 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 if I'm, like I said, if I'm LSU, I'm disappointed as a fan. Brian Kelly can't be happy with where they're at. I mean, yeah, you're right. Four and two, you're three and one in conference play. You're still alive. But it's not over. A lot of season left. Um, and SEC, that. I mean, they could but, finish out 10 and two. I mean, they really could. Here's my thing. Let's say, hypothetically, let's say Kentucky upset Georgia this week. Which I think there was people out there that thought that was going to happen. I I was worried about it myself. Uh, four and two with Georgia getting beat, or Georgia even playing close and winning. You're like, okay, Georgia come out and just destroyed Kentucky and said, "All right, we're here. The SEC's ours." And then you give up 39 and only win, beat Missouri by 10. Well, Georgia Georgia has nothing to lose. What huh? you know? I mean, they have nothing to lose. I mean, they, they are still the top dog um, in the SEC. It's just plain and simple, um, right? You know, they've taken over Bama. Bama has no offense this year. It's, it's shown. Um, they're very one-dimensional. So, I mean, Georgia is the front-runner in the SEC. Um, so, everybody's trying to chase after Georgia, and Georgia's just playing football. So, I, you know, I, I see Georgia, again, uh, taking the SEC very very simply uh, simply put. So, um, LSU, I, you know, final thoughts. Um, I'm, I'm going to say LSU runs the table as well up until the Alabama game. Um, that one I'm a little iffy on just because it is Alabama. Right, right. Um, I mean, you never you never put out Alabama. I mean, there's you know Alabama's what five and one right now. Yes. Um, so I mean, there's still there's still Alabama. I mean, they're ranking some of the worst statistics I've ever seen. You know, since I've been watching college football um, in the SEC with Bama since Nick Saban's taken over, right, hands right. down. And they're mm-hmm. still almost a top ten program. So that tells you something. So he so, can coach. Uh, um, yeah, I, I I think LSU can really. Um, be a hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, said, you said Brian Kelly can coach. No, I didn't say Brian Kelly. I said Nick Saban. Oh, Nick Saban. Sorry, sorry. I yeah. misunderstood that. I was about yeah. to say. But anyway, I want to give an update to our baseball fans out there. I don't know if anybody's watching the uh, Rangers Baltimore game. It's Rangers are up now, eleven to five, going in the bottom of the night. Looks like Rangers will come out of Baltimore with two wins, and then the next two games will be in uh, Arlington. Uh, Baltimore took some hits down the stretch there. I think the injuries are finally starting to mount up in that bullpen and not having a closer. So uh, it looks like uh, Rangers will come out of Baltimore with a 2-0 lead. Just want to throw that out there before we jump into the next game. I think uh, we want to talk about the uh, let's talk about Ohio State Maryland. Yeah, bounce around. Want to yeah. jump down? Yeah, let's talk, let's talk about that for a minute. Uh, we'll get back to uh, the Florida State in a second. I want to talk about that Maryland game. I feel like. Uh, yeah, a lot I mean, of positives uh, there. Yeah, I call him Tulip because um, I can't pronounce his name. Tulea, 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 Tulea. I probably butchered that. Yeah, Tulea. I'll just say Tulea. Um, yeah. I mean, he came out striking. Um, the dude has no help. I'm mean, gonna just put that out there. You know, um, they were up 10-0 after the first. I mean, they were dominating the first half, um, and then they just could not move the ball in the second half. Ohio State showed up, um, which I figured they would in the second half. 
Um, I think the final score was 37-17, something like that, 36-17. 37-17. I had it 45-28. As fourth, the fourth quarter killed Maryland. They just, they just lost it. Yeah. They, they, it was fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, they were gassed. Um, you know, he couldn't do much more, you know, than he can. Um, I mean, he's a fifth-year senior. Um, he's definitely going to make it to the league next year. I think he'll do good there. Um, if he can get an offensive line, uh, maybe a couple wide receivers. So a lot of the passes that I watched yesterday were on the money, and the receiver would just drop the ball. Um, so that just frustrates me because um, I, you know, I would like to see Maryland pull this one off. Maryland's a good team. Um, they're always pretty solid and have been solid with uh, uh, Talia. How you say Talia? Is that right? Talia. Um, Talia. Um, to his little brother. Yeah. Uh, that's the way I'll pronounce it. So, um, you know, Southwest Virginia accent doesn't go too well with, with those names. But, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the dude's good. Uh, he's plain and simple. Um, you know, he's I mean, if I'm a Bama uh, fan, if I'm a Bama fan right now, do I wish he was in Alabama and didn't transfer? Absolutely. Absolutely. You'd actually have a quarterback. Um, and with those wide receivers, I mean, Alabama's got studs at wide receivers. Oh, Burton's I mean, a monster. Uh, he had 118 yards again mm-hmm. uh, this past weekend or something something like that. Two touchdowns led him to the win. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it should be no question if you, know, if you want uh, if you want him there back at Bama. Uh, you know, just to go to Maryland and then uh, actually put a scare on Ohio State with that defense that Ohio State has, that's pretty impressive. I agree. I mean, uh, they had killed Maryland. Looks, I mean, statistically they only had uh, 106 yards rushing as a team, uh, which was a combination of players. They had two – their Leading rusher had 11 carries. It was Antoine Littleton the second. He had 11 carries with 38 yards. Uh, fourth quarter, like I said, killed Maryland. Uh, Tua finished with – Tulea finished with uh, 21 completions on 41 attempts for 196 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. And I know one of those, I think he was getting sacked. He threw it up, got intercepted. Uh, I think uh, if I'm a Ohio State fan, I, uh, Kyle McCord, uh, it's been an issue all year. It's like, is he the quarterback? Gosh, where's uh, where's Stroud? Where's Paxton Miller? Where are these quarterbacks that we've put out here? And who's this Kyle McCord guy? He finished nineteenth uh, or twenty ninth for three hundred twenty yards, two touchdowns. I think but, he just, I think he just proved his point. And uh, Martin Harrison Jr. had another great game, which I did not know. Fun fact: a lot of people may know this. I didn't know that I don't really follow Ohio State because, quite frankly, don't care about them. But. uh him and Marvin Harrison went to the same prep school together. They they were teammates in high school, so they've had this connection for a while. Marvin Harrison had eight receptions for 163 yards. A 58-yarder was his longest reception with one touchdown. Uh, big thing there was uh, Emeka Abuka. He got hurt. He went down with an ankle injury. <laughs> and uh, are we laughing because dude got hurt? No, I was laughing at how you pronounce his name. Uh, um yeah, no, never laugh at somebody for getting hurt. Uh, it's they, they, it's funny how he pronounced his name. No, no, that's his name, so he's straight out of Dragon Ball Z. Uh, anyway, uh, Ohio State, uh, they had a pretty good run game. Uh, Chip Tayama? Tayama? I don't know. Chip, old Chip off the block there. He rushed for uh, <laughs> 20 carries for 61 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but really, neither team had a – Maryland outrushed Ohio State, which is kind of crazy to think. Uh but it yeah, because Maryland coming into this was just one-dimensional pass game. I mean, that's yes. all they have. Um, so that is kind of a surprise instead. I, I didn't see that one coming either. Um, like I said, I, I feel like Maryland just ran out of gas. That's all it, it was. They just don't, you know, t- he's running all over the field trying to sling the ball. I mean, it's just that's, 
you know, Ohio State's defense just really cracked down that second half, and that's why we saw them pull away. That fourth quarter, um, I mean, it was they scored 17 unanswered in the fourth quarter. I mean, that, that, yeah. that ended the game for them. Yeah, it ended quick, too. I mean, it was just suddenly mm-hmm. Maryland was out. And that's what scared um, kinda, Ohio kinda State. How I they figured, yeah, kind of how I figured it would go. Um, you know, they had a terrible, terrible first quarter. I think they had like six, seven, 16 yards, something like that. 16 yards of total offense mm-hmm. maybe the first quarter. Yes, yep. Um, so just absolutely terrible start. Um, you know, it was a way game too. Yes. Um, so that, that's always a huge factor. A lot of, you know, a lot of these college kids, some, you know, some, this might be their first away game. Right. Or in a first, like, true big. Right. And I mean, playing in the horseshoe is an incredible environment. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And, so, who are we going to move on to next? Well, before we uh, go yeah, on, me, I want to. Yeah, let's, let's talk about Ohio State. Are they, they going to run the table? Uh, well, they got, they, Purdue got next, they got Purdue next week. That should be a win. Then they play Penn State on the 21st. Tough. That'll be in Ohio State. Then they go to Wisconsin. Then they play a Rutgers team in Rutgers in New Jersey, and a Rutgers has been a very good team. They're losing, losing close games. They finish with Michigan. Easily could see it coming down to both of teams undefeated. That Penn, Penn State has been probably single-handedly the most underrated team. They're ranked six in the country. Nobody's talking about them. We're talking about every other team in the top 25 besides Penn State. They've just been there all year, and they got a good coach. James Franklin's a great coach. Uh, Penn State's Good team. So that yeah, that game, I, I will put Ohio State again on maybe a alert. I wouldn't say an upset alert because you don't want to go into this game in Purdue and be looking ahead to the Penn State matchup. So and Purdue's played them pretty good over the last couple of years. I think they upset them two years ago, three years ago. So it's possible. Yeah. Uh, but Ohio State, I mean, they got the probably the best wide receiver core with uh, Harrison and Abuka. And uh, Kyle McCord's showing now that he can get the ball to him. He can make the play. The run game could hurt him, but I don't think that bothers him until they get to the a team like Penn State or Michigan that can say, all right, I'm going to stop you from throwing the ball. I'm going to make my Kyle McCord rush to throw the ball because when he has time, he makes the throw. It's when he's getting pass rush when it messes him up. So I think they're going to have to establish a run game of some sort to finally get going. But other than that, I think Ohio State's they got a great defense. That defense can take them pretty far. Yeah, I think they'll finish out solid. I think the biggest contest, I mean, you can't ever pass up on Penn State, like you just mentioned. You know, there are six in the nation, but um, that Michigan game, that's everything for Ohio State or Michigan this year. Um, so, yeah, wrap it up there. Who do you want to go to next, brother? Let's talk about uh, the number five-ranked team in the country, Florida State. Oh, Florida State. Taking on the Hokies, the local team. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I saw that coming. I felt like it was. I felt like it was going to be a beatdown, but I knew Tech was coming off a pretty emotional win. They finally found a, a quarterback in in Kyron Drones. Uh, he played really good for him again this week. I mean, he didn't do much yeah. in the passing game. He was fourteen for twenty seven for the hundred and forty yards, no touchdowns, but he also rushed for eighty yards. Uh, Tech's offense didn't do nothing in this game, so scoreboard wise. Uh, they had uh, one one rushing touchdown. They. Start out the game, this is what got me here, and I think this could bite Florida State down the road. They were up 22-0 first quarter. They were on all cylinders, just, just straight demolishing Virginia Tech. Tech couldn't do nothing. And then Tech goes 10 unanswered in the second quarter, comes out right after halftime, kickoff, 99 yards to the house. Next thing you know, it's 17-22 
in the beginning right. of the third. They let Tech get all the way back in the game. And Tech is not a team that should be in this game. You do that against a good team, but, hey, they beat LSU. But, again, it goes back to me thinking Brian Kelly can't win a big game, so that should have been expected. Uh, Jordan Travis, he didn't play that well either. I mean, he went uh, 18 for 24 for 170 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, the big shocker here was Florida State had no run game all year. It's been Jordan Travis, Jordan Travis, Jordan Travis, and this game they had Trey Benson, 11 carries, 200 yards, two touchdowns. And that's, I mean, that was their offense, was that rushing game. Tech. When did it, what ended up being the final in that game? 39-17. Tech didn't score after they returned that kick at half, and that was it. Okay, that's what I thought. I didn't think they scored in the second half other than that. No. Uh, I didn't finish watching it. But, um, I had I had Florida State winning that one 45-21 was my projection. Oh, good, good, good um, job so there. Didn't miss it by much. Um, you know, I thought Tech would give them a little bit of a scare, which they did. Uh, sounds like Florida State did what, you know, most of these college teams do. They get comfortable. They take the foot off the gas. Yeah. Um, and then suddenly it becomes a game, and then they're like, oh, crap, we actually got to play. So um, that's probably what you see there in that Florida State-Virginia Tech game. Uh, Virginia Tech, I hate to see it. Um, you know, it's always more fun with VTs actually, uh, you know, competing in the ACC. Um, you know, they're that still program, rebuilding after, after Beamer. Um, that program. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Drones at quarterback, he just, you know, like you just mentioned, he just started, I think, last week or the week before last. I think he started um, the last three games for him. Yeah, but he had he hadn't played the full game, yeah. um, so he had 617 yards up until this point, up until last night. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just not going to cut it. Um, and then Jordan Travis, 1,028 before last night. So um, Virginia Tech was a 24 and a half underdog in that one. Um, I mean, going to Florida State, you're asking for some big expectations. Man, you're going to have to make so you're going to have to get some turnovers. You're going to have to make some plays. You're going to have to make some plays, and uh, that just didn't happen last night. You know. The highlight of their night was returning that uh, for a touchdown for 99 yards. I mean, that's that's the highlight of anyone's not when yeah. you go down to Florida State I think and score it, that. So, um, Tech, I don't, you know, I haven't even looked at their schedule. Um, they'll be lucky to make a bowl game. Oh, I don't just being honest. Don't think so, it happens. I know they got some tough teams up ahead still, so well, that, we'll see what happens. My takeaway, too, was, I mean – Florida State's defense. I mean, Tech did nothing on offense. I mean, outside the quarterback play, he had all their rushing yards. He had all their passing yards. Uh, Tootin, I think that's his name, the running back for them. Uh, Bashol Tootin uh, against Pitt. He had 24 carries for 109 yards. And in this game, I don't think he even seen 30 yards. He had eight carries for 29 yards. So, Tech's run game was gone in this game. Florida State shut that down. Um well, he's looking at I me, and you, we're looking at, you know, Pittsburgh. It's not the same Pittsburgh team as, you know, previous years. It's right. like, you know, Kenny Pickett, not them. Right. Uh, you know, they're definitely rebuilding, too. So, I think that was the biggest deciding factor. Um, I mean, everybody knew it, you know, this would be a huge, huge upset. Um, be like Miami losing, you know, to Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh! Yeah, didn't Man, see that one coming either. Nice yeah. football. Yeah, so – yeah, uh, hate to see it again for the Hokies. Like I said, I like seeing local teams. Uh, I know I'm a big Vols fan, but there's no actual rivalry there. I mean, they're a whole different um, conference. So, you know, I can say that for Tech fans. I got know a lot of Tech fans in this area too, so hate to see it for them. But uh, I think they'll turn around in a couple of years. I just don't think they're there yet. Recruiting's got to step it up a notch. Um, see what happens in the next couple of years for them. Um, I hate it for the Virginia schools this year. Um, you know, Virginia – not trying to get off topic, but the, you know they're not playing that great either. Uh, I mean, James Madison's the best school in the state of Virginia. Right? Yeah, I hate football. to see that. You know, right now a band uh, school, guys, a band school. 
Yeah, James Madison. I, I was going to say Liberty might be all right. Um, James Madison. It might be. Yeah, James Madison. I agree with you. It's sad. It's sad because uh, Tech and, and Virginia, the funding they have for those programs and everything, too. Um, right. But they'll, they'll step it around. I really do think it'll t- it'll turn around for them. It just, you know, rebuild. Takes time. Takes time. Years. Yeah. So it does. I'm a Tennessee fan. I know all about that. So, all right. Uh, let's we'll move, move on, on to down. The Notre Dame Louisville. Yeah, let's move on down. Uh, Notre Dame Louisville. Uh, <laughs> did not see this one. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone did. Uh, Sam Hartman had three interceptions this game. Yes, um, he played his worst crap, game. So, yeah, it was it was terrible. Um, yes. Louisville barely beat NC State 13-10. to 10. I thought that was going to be a clear sign of this game. Um, you know, Louisville's coming off with a, a new head coach as well. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I heard that last night. Um, you know, this Plummer kid's actually – he's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I knew it was going to be close uh, since it was Louisville's home game. You know, Notre Dame's traveled on the road. Um, I figure Notre Dame would have a little bit more of a fight. Mm-hmm. And this one, it just felt like they was just off all night. Sam Hartman could not get it together. Um, he just kept, you know, it's probably his worst game so far right. at Notre Dame. So you hate to see it. Um, I'm not a Notre Dame fan, not a Louisville fan. Love Sam Hartman, um, though. Big fan of Sam But I do Hartman like fan. Sam Hartman. That's what I was getting ready to say. I do, Dude, I do like Sam Hartman. Dude's been a class Hartman. act. Some of the athletes he's done, like the Duke game, he stayed after the game to make sure that Riley, Le- or that Riley Leonard was, a, was okay after his ankle injury. I mean, that dude is straight class act, and uh, I think uh, the only people who probably don't like Sam Hartman are Alabama fans that thought he would have transferred to them instead he went to Notre Dame, and now they got to have Neil Rose quarterback. Absolutely. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, Louisville, man, they, I mean, they statistically, uh, they just didn't make mistakes. They didn't turn over the football. They uh, That place was so loud. Rocking, the fans rocking. were yes. in it. Uh, great win for that program. I, I, Louisville – I go back to when I was in high school and I had Brian Brom, who is now their offensive coordinator. He was their quarterback then. Love watching Louisville play. Uh, they have some of the nicest black jerseys. I think they're the original like blackout team. Uh, good to see them doing well. Good to see a big win. I, I mean, I don't know much about Louisville football. There may be some people out there that do. I would say this is probably maybe their biggest win in program history just due to the fact that it is Notre Dame. Notre Dame was in the top – what were they ranked like ninth in that game, eighth in that game? Somewhere around there. Top and, 10, I mean, I think. Louisville hadn't really played anybody. Came in 5-0, and had a lot to prove. I think they did it. I mean, Jack Plummer, which no relation to Jake Plummer. A lot of people want to say he's related to Denver Bronco. Great, Jake Plummer. No relation at all, so don't don't ask him. He hates the question. Uh, but they ran the ball good. They had 40, 40 rush attempts for 185 yards. Jay Jarhar. Jarhar. Could be wrong <laughs> on that name. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, Jahar Jordan. Had uh, 21 carries for 143 yards and two touchdowns. He had a 45-yard touchdown run. Uh, Notre Dame had no run game. Jeremiah, Jeremiah Love had five carries for 37 yards. That was it. Uh, Estime, I think he got hurt. Uh, he had 10 carries for 20 yards. Hartman, three turnovers, killed him. Killed him. Uh, again, I think this game literally just came down to Louisville didn't make mistakes, and Notre Dame did. Notre Dame goes, no make mistakes, I mean, they win this game. Louisville dominated yeah. all the way around. I mean, they dominated from the kickoff. I mean, it wasn't even close. Uh, it was uh, only time. It was close, but, I mean, they every time Notre Dame had, like, a hint of momentum, Louisville shut that down. Notre Dame only led the um, game for a minute and 45 seconds. That was it. I think Notre Dame, uh, you know, I mean, I think they're a solid team. Um, you know, they're a two-loss team, good, good program losses 
you know, Louisville and, and coming off that Ohio State loss a couple weeks back. Um, and I still think I still think they're a pretty decent team. Um, we'll see what happens with them. I'm not really sure if Hartman can bounce back, which I'm sure he will next game. Um, oh, do you know who their next game is, though? I don't. USC. Oof. In tough. Notre Dame on the 14th at 7.30. They got a tough schedule. I'm not going to lie. They got a pretty tough schedule. Well, when you're year. independent, you can play whoever you want to. Yeah, I don't know why it's not I tough. I mean – yeah, it should be uh, should be cupcakes if you really want to be technical, <laughs> but they don't. Um, so props to them on that. Um, USC is very are they very beatable? They're very oh, yeah. beatable. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Uh, Caleb Williams is lights out, great. I think um, you take Caleb Williams out of it. USC is not even top twenty five. That defense is oof. abysmal, abysmal on defense. They've never been good on defense. Uh, since, well, I take that back. Reggie Bush days, they were pretty good. Okay, I was because you had Brian Cushing, you had Ray Maluga. Troy Palomalu. Yeah, Palomalu, baby. <laughs> Had some greats yeah, on that yeah. defense. Yeah, hair, baby. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, a big game. Yeah. That's, that's, a big, that's that, huge. That's one we'll be uh, – That's next weekend? Yeah, next week. That's one we'll be watching for sure. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll get into the games for next weekend near the end here. Uh, that's my takeaway <laughs> from this game, though, man. Uh, Notre Dame made mistakes. Louisville didn't. Louisville capitalized. Won the game at home. Congrats to Louisville. Big win. Notre Dame, you got two losses now. Playoff hopes gone. Justin Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, no, I think he I think he keeps his job unless he just, you know, starts losing uh, all these. I don't things. think he, his job's in jeopardy, but. No. It's, I mean, it's not a terrible loss. Louisville's good. Uh, Ohio State, you lost on the last play. Right. Uh, but you only I had mean, 10 men on the field. Well, but, yeah, no timeouts, though, or anything like that either. Um so, yeah, it does suck, you know, they didn't have 11, but they, right. they weren't going to stop that anyway, even right. if they had 11. Right. Um, just, you know, Iowa State wanted it more at that last play. Yeah. Plain and simple. Um, yeah, so let's move down to uh, Bama. Yep, let's do Finish that. off an SEC. Finish off the SEC game. Yeah. Bama and A&M. Bama and wow. A&M. Wow. Uh, uh, Bama was only a two-and-a-half-point favor in this one, so Bama kind of surprised me. Um, and they played at Kyle Field, so – Tough place um, to play. Tough place to play. Very tough place to play. A uh, and M's now four and two, right? Yeah, four and two. Um, four and two on the year. Alabama's now yeah. five and one undefeated in conference play. Yeah, Jalen Miller, I still can't pass. Um, they got one wide receiver. I mean, uh, I take my big thing with this game. I look at it. Uh, Nick Saban went into halftime and said, "We lose this game, you all just don't even need to come back to Tuscaloosa with me because they held Texas A and M to three points in the second half, and it was a field goal." In yep. the fourth quarter, the final, the fourth quarter was two to three. They had a safety and a field goal was all scored in the fourth quarter. Wow. Uh, Milrow, Let's just be honest. I mean, Bama is still Bama. That defense is always tough. Always. It's, I mean, it's a bunch of five stars on the other side of the ball. Um, right. You know, A&M had a backup QB. So I picked, I picked Bama to win this one. Um, I thought they'd win big, honestly. I, didn't, I thought it'd be like 45, 28. I didn't um, see them winning big. I, I mean, I thought they would. I thought they'd finally get this offense figured out. Um, I figured Mill Road would come off a big game, um, and they turned this thing around. I'm going to say this. Um, this is my, my takeaway from this one. Not a Mill Road fan. Don't think he's a good quarterback. But on the flip side, uh, this is what they need to see out of Mill Road here. Uh, the dude was 21 for 33 for 321 yards, three touchdowns. He yeah. finished with negative 31 yards rushing. So the dude didn't have to rush the ball. He was able to pass. He made some incredible passes deep, which he can he missed a few. He cannot hit the mid range. Any if you if I'm a defense going against Alabama, I say 
throw it the 10 yard, throw a 10 yard pass. I'm not going to give you the deep ball, but I'm going to make you throw it in the middle of the field. He can't hit that pass. Texas A&M was allowing the deep ball. Uh, Jermaine Burton went nine receptions for 197 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he won the game. Yeah. It was off him, you know. Um, what Alabama finish on the run game? Because I know they've been struggling Ooh. all year on the run game. You take away Milrose negative 31, they finish with uh, 45 yards. See, they're still one-dimensional. So, um, you know, it's either it's either they're going to pass or they're going to run. Well, which one is it? They haven't put – They have the worst rush game. team in the SEC. Yeah. Um, okay, can you name an Alabama running back? I cannot, which is surprising. It's Jalen Milrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Big Cam Newton out there is what he looks like. Um, uh-huh. He's he's good. Um, he's just got to put it together. And um, Alabama's different this year. Like this is the first year where they're not really sure who they are on offense. They still haven't found that offensive identity. Um, they, they know who they are on defense, which they do every year. Um, so that's what keeps them in this. Uh, still proven defense wins games. Uh, that's why they are five and one. Um, so I don't know. Uh, Alabama, I, they're still a favorite in the West. If you look at it on paper, um, you know they did beat Ole Miss pretty easily. Um, they got LSU, which will be a tough game. Um, and honestly, I think my Vols give them a run for their money. Uh, that game is at Tuscaloosa. Um, I don't think it's, it's a big deal. It's, I think it's going to be a tough game. That'll be a very tough game. A lot of emotion left over from last year for Alabama. Uh, a lot of players though too aren't on that team, so we'll see. Talking uh, about. Uh... That game's Def- going to be electric. Talk about defense, back to sure. Bama. Um, both teams had 16 first downs apiece. Uh, Bama gave up 344 yards of total offense. A&M only gave up 306. Uh, Alabama was averaging 0.9 yards per rush. A&M was averaging 1.9 yards per rush. And time, of, pos- time of possession was literally even uh, 29 Minutes for uh, Alabama, thirty minute, thirty one minutes for A uh, and M on time of possession. Um, so packed house in Kyle Field, one hundred eight thousand one hundred one. Uh, like I said, it's, uh, good. it's a good game. I mean, you know, six points and a solid game all the way around. I they mean, hit the over, over forty five. The over under was forty five. Forty six total points. Uh, Bama's defense good, but it's not Bama defense. It's they don't have. I mean, they lost a lot. They lost. Uh, it keeps them. It keeps them in the game. Is what I'm saying. Like, right. it, it's the reason they are five and one. Is their defense. So just plain and simple. Right. I agree. I agree with you. I mean, their defense is definitely their bright spot. Uh, who they got next week? Should they be a got, tune-up game. They have their next game is against. They're off. No, no. Sorry, sorry. I lied. I missed that. They play Arkansas in Bama. Then they have the Volunteers. In Tuscaloosa on the twenty first, then they play LSU in Tuscaloosa, then they go to Kentucky, hmm. and then they finish with Chattanooga and Auburn at Auburn. The Iron Bowl was in Auburn. That's a tough, this year. That's a tough little end into the season. So that, I mean, could get, uh, could get interesting. When's their bye week? Their bye week next week or the week after the balls? Week after the balls. Looks like you got a bye week between the balls and uh, LSU. Yeah, okay, good. I was a little nervous. A and M Before we uh, wrap up, I want to talk about A and M guys. I mean, Jimbo yeah. can't win the big games. Plain and simple. I mean, can't he's had win. incredible talent. They fired Kevin Sumlin when they, they were doing just as good. He was doing just as good, if not better. He had probably some better wins. He beat Bama. 
I mean, Jimbo did too, though, right? Jimbo was trying to become the first sister first, to win twice. First, first one, yeah, but, to beat Nick Saban. Yeah. Uh, I don't think A and M is the program they are now. One for for Kevin Sumlin, but I, I mean, Jimbo he won a national title in Florida State with Bobby Bowden the team. James Winston was a Bobby Bowden recruit. Kelvin Kelvin Benjamin was a Bobby Bowden recruit. Dalvin Cook was a Bobby Bowden recruit. I mean. Okay, he won with great talent that he didn't recruit. He's been what? This is his fourth year in A and M. Fourth, fifth year. Fourth or yeah. His buyout is like seventy one point eight million dollars. Uh, you can't. I mean, you can't. You can't fire him over being four and two. Um, he lost to Bama by six. You can't so fire him being four and two, but you're you was expected the last three years they've been coming in the preseason and ranked in the top top twelve. And they have a recruit class, but they haven't finished uh, out in the top. They haven't finished in the top it's, twenty. It's it's a it's a typical you know. You, you, it don't matter how many stars you have next to your name if you can't coach it once they get there. It don't matter. There's one That's school what makes Georgia so good. That's there, what makes Bama so good. There's one school that makes more money each year in SEC than Texas A and M, and that's Alabama. A and M has dropped Bama. Alabama, Texas A and M drives in the money. They left the Big Twelve, came to the SEC, got the recruits, got the coach, got the coach. Big name. They uh, have the money Electric coming. Stadium. Yes. Incredible place to play. Oh, and, yeah. And we're settling for mediocrity in a and If I am, if I'm the A&M trusts and the founders and all the people bringing in the money, I'll say I'll give you the $71.6 million because we want to make over, I think they made over a billion last year, which is pocket change. I'm getting Jimbo out of there. I'm going to get me a coach that can, win, can coach this talent and get me playing. Thank- Top, I think uh, top football. I disagree. I think it's too soon. Um, I think I think you need to let Jimbo stay there, continue to stay there. This is his fourth um, year. They should be his people. Yeah, but he's but he's going to. I mean, he's going to. You, you, I mean, you're talking about Texas A&M going to either eight and four or nine and three, probably. Um, that's still not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. Okay. <laughs> In the All SEC, right. hold on. Let's pump the brakes here. Let's go back. A and M played New Mexico week one, one fifty two ten. Lost to Miami, 33-48, who lost to Georgia Tech because they didn't kneel the football. Uh, <laughs> A&M, 47. They beat uh, UNL, University of Louisiana Monroe, 47-3. They beat Auburn, 27-10. Struggled against Arkansas to the end of the game and won 34-22 and then lost to Bama, 26-20. With Give the me t- upcoming season. Who, who else they got left on the, on the, on the season? Their next game they got a, is against the Balls. Oh wait, yeah, I know that. Yep. So that's an L. <laughs> L. Maybe. So now we're four and three. Then they play South Carolina. That could go either should, way. Should be a win. So we'll say they're five and three. Then they play at Ole Miss. That's a loss. They're four and four. Mm. Or five and four, five, sorry. Five and four, yep. Then they play Mississippi State. They're six and four. They play a really strong powerhouse here, a team that could give them a run for their money in Abilene Christian Academy. Uh <laughs> Seven and four. Seven right. and four, and, and they finish with LSU. So they're finishing what? Seven, seven and five or eight seven, and four. Seven and five, eight and four. That's, that's except that that that's good. You're paying this. Jimbo's the second highest paid coach in college football, and you're 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 settling for that with the recruits they brought. I mean, if yeah, I'm playing, I, if if that's Kirby well, Smart, I let him coach. I don't fire him. I don't. Well, they shouldn't have fired Kevin Sullivan in the beginning. You made a good point. I think he finished like eight and four, seven and five, a couple of years. Um and they let him go. So, right. I mean, you're not going to get, I don't know what, you know, in the SEC, you're not going to go. It's very rare. What what Kirby Smart and Nick Saban have done is extra, it's hard. 
Right. Like it's not easy. You can't be, you know, replicated. Like as a Tennessee fan, like I understand that. Like, you know, I love Heupel to death, but at least Heupel. I, I don't expect him to go. You know, twelve and zero, and you know, make well, at it, least you know, at least Heupel's came in though, and then okay, took the mess that he was handed and came out there last year and put yeah. the world on notice that, hey, this is my offense, this is my players that I've got, and I'm going to make them into what I need to, and you all were a, a national catch. title contender. Jimbo was handed a gold mine and said, you have Jimbo's all the money. Jimbo's old school. Jimbo's old school. He's just like Brian Kelly, old school. Jimbo is uh, a John Calipari of college football. He correct. can recruit, and he can't, he can't put it out there. He can't win when he's He needs to be a high-paid recruiter. Yeah, yeah, why not? So, you know what? Get him out of there. Give, me some Give him that coaches. $71 million to, to yeah, recruit. Bye. Go see you later, bud. Go go, <laughs> go back to Florida State. Go go back under Alabama. Go back under Nick Saban. He needs you because he can't coach his team he's got now anyway. So, send him down there and you two figure out Alabama. Uh, Absolutely. I think that's it for right, the college let's, football. Let's wrap this, yeah, let's wrap this college football up. We've been talking on college football now for an hour. Yeah. Um, could go could go all night yeah, on college right. football. Uh, but let's get let's get into baseball. Oh man, baseball! Looks yeah, like uh, the Rangers did finish off the uh, Orioles. Uh, they're up two two zero in that series. Rangers finally finally putting it out there on the field. Uh, uh, that payroll, Corey Seager, the injuries they had though to be, say that they made. If you would have told me that Corey Seager would have struggled the way he did at the beginning of the year, Degrom doesn't pitch all year. They get Scherzer, he gets hurt. They got Scherzer right, yeah, because Verlander went back to yeah. Houston. They got Scherzer. Uh, the biggest bright spot with them is their catcher, Jong, Jung, the rookie. He has been absolutely just unreal for them. Uh, that offense is just on all cylinders. Uh, Jordan Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery. Oh. As it, yeah, they picked up. They got a great pitch. And oh, they're pitching. Their rotation is top-notch. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not top thinking. top-notch. They made some great moves. Great. Um, this, what, this past season. And, and I, think, I told you, I projected them to go, make it to the World Series. And I think the um, Orioles – Orioles been great. What a story. I told you at the beginning of the year, I said they win the AL East. Didn't see them winning 101 games. I didn't see that either. No Ori- Orioles are going to be a team for the next couple of years. The talent they got coming up. Like, oh, absolutely. If, if I'm a Baltimore fan, if, this sucks. But we still got if, hey, we still got games left. Still got games left. Uh, take the best three out of five, right? Yeah, it's five game series. Best of five. So, yeah, they're going to Texas now. So that's going to be tough. Um, I, don't know who's, I don't know who's Texas got in the rotation for pitching. Um, Orioles, Orioles, if they can maintain their talent and they bring uh, up that hot holiday <laughs> kid. Uh, uh, Rangers uh, pitching, uh, they got Nathan Abaldi going up and he slides out. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, they're not touching Baltimore. Ibaldi. Baltimore has announced their starter. Okay, we'll see. That's, that's, a, that's a sign of fear right there. Um, yeah, I think I think the Rangers sweep them. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think a sweep happens. Uh, tickets are as um, low as $90 if you want to go. Texas? Yeah. You want to fly? Nope. I would love to. Yeah, uh, it would be too. fun. It would um, all right, next game. Let's get into it. Um, Hold Houston. on. I want, to say one more th- I want to say one more thing on the whole Rangers. Oh, Orioles. I was going to go right into Houston. Yeah. Uh, Orioles. I'm an Orioles fan. Guys, you know, the first time you've been in the postseason since, what, 2012? Yeah, young team. Happy. Young team. Be happy, guys. <laughs> you guys about to be – y'all going to be – y'all going to keep coming back. It, no big deal here. Uh, we'll talk about the game going on right now. We got Houston and the Twins. Uh, it's top first because like we got a runner on the first, one out. Uh, twins. Nah. Let's just be honest. Houston, Houston's going to take this series. Houston uh, should take the series, but Minnesota finally, finally breaking that playoff drought and that streak of losing yeah, playoff games. Good for them. Eighteen since two thousand four. They have no pitching. I mean, their pitching staff has not been that great all year. Correa has been a worthless sign. Uh, Royce Lewis, Royce Lewis, center fielder, 
superstar, superstar in the making. Uh, typical twins, though. Uh, it's not the Kirby Puckett twins that won World Series in the 90s. Uh, no. Houston should take this series. It shouldn't be shouldn't be anything much. Twins may still won. I think this game. I think this series may be a little bit more competitive than the Orioles Rangers, but Houston should walk away. You should be looking at an All Texas ALCS. Yeah, I think it'll be a sweep, and that that Houston uh, Rangers series, if that happens, that'll be very oh, good that's, series. That's going to be really great. We'll have to dive into yeah, that. Yeah, I enjoy watching that. Go Rangers. Um, let's yeah. talk about the D backs. D backs. Kershaw. D backs. Then we'll come back over to NL. D backs. Kershaw choking again in the postseason. But I loved his comment. I would rather be surprising. I loved his comment after the game. He said, I would rather be terrible in the postseason than not be playing in it at all. Ouch, that's a stab at me. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, D-backs young. D-backs, D-backs came out of nowhere. I'd love to see them. That'd be, that'd be a fun team, wouldn't it? Uh, just to watch them make it all the way. Um, I mean, they got the pitching. They got Zach Gillen going, uh, Gallen going uh, in the next game tomorrow. Uh, gets Bobby Miller, who's a rookie for the Dodgers, so it's his first postseason postseason experience. Uh, I could easily see the D backs coming out of LA with two wins going into Arizona, and you tell you tell me that Arizona comes out of LA up two zero, and they just got to win one at home. Give me yeah, the D backs in that one. Yeah, give me a sweep, uh, Dodgers. This is a critical game. Typical Dodgers. The past couple years, they've done the same thing. Great season. Uh, can't can't put it together in the playoffs. Mookie Betts, man, um, MVP type year. Yeah, I love I love Mookie Betts. Um, Mookie's MVP of the league if it isn't for Acuna doing ungodly things. Oh, absolutely, like Freddie Freeman. I mean, <laughs> look at Freeman. oh, your top four in, in in the NL for MVP should easily be Acuna, Mookie, Olson, Freddie Freeman. That should be yeah, your. That's your top four. I agree. Yeah. So, I agree but with that. back to the D backs before we go back into uh, talk about the Braves and Phillies. Corbin Carroll, that dude is that dude's good. That dude's really good. He's hitting two eighty five with on base three. 362 slugging 506. They got a bunch of just young kids, young talent. They remind me a lot of the Orioles. They really do, just kind of mm-hmm. sleeping, kind of out there in the West. Nobody's really talking about them. Then boom, they're here. Yep. I just uh, wish they'd go they back to their purple, one. the purple colors. Give me back the Randy Johnson oh, yeah. era. Give me Randy colors. Johnson. Yeah, boy. Give me the bird killer, baby. The bird killer. Um, yeah. <laughs> Old lefty. Yeah. Six foot, what, seven? Six foot eight? Something like that. <laughs> Imagine tower, that coming the tower. out. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, the tower. Great pitcher. Um, for all you youngins, whoever watches this podcast, if you don't know who he is, look up Randy Johnson. Yes, Randy Johnson was a My stud. God. Yes, amazing. Yes. Uh, yeah, loving the postseason so far, though. Yes, um, good baseball. Love seeing, yeah, you know, new teams. Um, it was exciting seeing the Marlins, the Blue Jays, make it to where they did. Um, so hats off to them. Great seasons. Um, you know, just to even make it. This was a this was a tough year in baseball. I mean, you was either good or you was bad. No in between. Yeah. Uh, the Midwest was a little weak. Um, you know, all the way up and down the, the central, border. Yeah, the central was weak. Yeah, uh, just just weak. But you know, your NLs and and your um, AL. I mean, the East. The East was stacked this year. East was stacked. NL and AL. Well, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> nobody from the central other than the East twins. and West. Let me just put it that way. And then mm-hmm. Texas. That's your team. Well, they're in the West. Uh, they're in the AL West. Texas is. Both Take, teams. They qualify? Okay. Yeah. AL West is Texas, both in the NL West is Houston. So, Okay, gotcha. The okay. only team from the Central is Minnesota from the AL Central. Yeah, Brewer, or, well, the Brewers. Well, the Brewers were NL Central. Yeah. But that yeah, was wild card, I guess, with, which was yeah, very yeah. surprising with that pitching rotation. Uh, sort of. It's kind of the Brewers. I mean. They say that uh, they're uh, 
while we got the Brewers, you mentioned the Brewers said they're going hard this winter to get uh, Pete Alonso in Milwaukee. Have fun with that. He'll hit 50 home runs out there. Um, still, they still don't. They, no, I'm not too worried about them. Yeah, it don't help. Uh, let's talk Pete's about great, the... great player, but yeah, right. don't don't see it. Not a fan. Uh, Throw it again. Yeah, Pete. let's get into let's get into the uh, the Braves, baby. Yeah, give me the chop. Woo! What the heck happened last uh, night? I mean, Strider pitched great. He had a uh, I think finished with 10 Ks or 9 Ks. No help. The offense first time I've been shut out all year at home. Uh, I didn't like Snit's moves with the lineup. We had the, probably the greatest lineup in baseball history this year, and he switched uh, Ozzy and uh, Riley around. Why change it? But, hey, I'm not the manager. Honestly, Riley didn't do anything. Ozzy didn't do anything, so I don't think it really would have mattered. I get it facing the lefties coming out of the pen for the Phillies. Uh, Kyle Swarber, dude's hitting 197, but he has 47 home runs. I don't understand. I guess the home runs keep him in the majors. I don't get it. But uh, Braves offense was just stagnant. Uh, Ranger Suarez pitched a great game. He shut down the Braves lineup. Uh, I didn't agree with them pulling him in the fourth inning because he was shutting them down, and then they went to the bullpen, and the Braves left the bases loaded, and then they left the runners on the corners and back-to-back innings. Uh, that pretty much killed it for the Braves. Uh, Trey Turner made just an left. incredible play, double play, to shut him down. Yeah, just just left a lot of runners on base. Um, that'll kill you. I mean, if you can't get the runners in – you know, one out, two outs, and you can't get, you can't get a sack fly or you can't get one run, um, that'll kill you. Hit any regular season, postseason, don't matter. If you can't get runners in scoring position to the home plate, um, you're going to lose. Yeah. Um, just flat out, y'all got beat. Um, so got to win the next – yeah, you got to win the next one. You got it. You got to win the next one. You got one. free to, versus so uh, – Mike's free versus Wheeler. If you don't win the next one and you go home to Philly, you might as well kiss it goodbye. It's going to be a repeat from last year. Well, the Braves don't have Morton. Um, Morton's out for the NLDS. He's out with the yeah. Y'all, y'all are hurting on some injuries there. Y'all lost another pitcher too in your rotation uh, coming out of the bullpen. Kyle Wright, most Kyle yeah. Wright. Uh, so I mean, it's it's tough. I told you this. I, I don't like the Braves pulling their star players and stuff like that right at the end of the season. Do not. Um, I understand that you pay them a lot of money and you don't want them to get hurt and stuff for, before playoffs, but it gets them out of rhythm. Well, Braves really didn't uh, do that. I mean, they pulled them out in the last game, uh, and then they played the three simulated games. A little bit. I know they did get the simulated games, but still, you get what I'm saying. You get out of that tempo, you get out of that rhythm that you're in in the regular season and come into the postseason. It's a whole – postseason's far, like starting 0-0. As I mean, far as their bats, they didn't pull any of the batters, but they did change the rotation to see who else they had thrown because they knew the injuries were coming in. So, Snit tried to find who else he could have on that postseason rotation. But if the Braves can I think win the Braves this, are okay. I think the Braves win this next one. They go to Philly, I don't – We've had they destroyed Philly and Philly this year. I'm not worried about that environment. Uh, I will say this: a lot of people don't know. Obviously, you don't know. It's the first time you're probably hearing it. Me and Castle are going trying to see all the ballparks uh, behind me. Other than there's not a Cleveland one up there. Obviously, been to Atlanta. We went to Cincinnati this year. Me and him did. Uh, I went to Baltimore and Philly. I've seen five of the five of the playoff teams this year, which is pretty cool. Uh, Citizen Bank, incredible park, guys. Uh, you've not been. Philly fan or not, great park. Uh, passionate fans, and it shows that environment during playoffs is unmatched. So, Braves got to win this next one if they want to have a chance and they want to get at least back home on game five because I think the Phillies win at least one in Philadelphia. But so this, oh, next, yeah. this next game's huge. Uh, we'll see that about that tomorrow. Um, before we leave baseball, get you a last minute update on the uh, Rangers or the uh, Astros and the Twins. Twins are up one nothing going to the bottom of the first inning. Looks like, let's see what happened here. Play by play, 
Uh, Correa doubled and Polanco scored. So Correa with RBI double puts the Twins up one nothing going into the bottom mm-hmm. of the first. That game's just starting. Uh, Interesting. NFL got ready to kick off right now. Got Sunday night football. We're going to go into NFL real quick. Cover some games today, and we'll finish up here. Uh, before the game starts, give me a pick. Dallas or 49ers? 49ers. I've told you this. I do not see – 49ers are tough this year. Um, you know, I think they're Super Bowl favorites. Um, I honestly think it's them and the Eagles. Um, that's your best two teams I've seen so far. Um, and Cowboys, I, I just, I, Dak's not the answer. I don't get, you know, what they see in him. Um Sure, he's decent, but he's not great. Um, he's cost him a lot of games, and he just year in, year out, it feels like it's Dallas. Um, they did lose to Arizona. It's kind of surprising. Um, Josh Dobbs. Don't, yeah, old Josh Dobbs, baby, Tennessee, repping. Um, my boy. Um, but, I mean, it's the Cowboys. Let's just be honest. It's not the same team from the 90s. Um, you know, it's, it feels like Romo all over. Uh, just constant media. Everybody, you know, loves Cowboys, loves Cowboys. America's Cowboys team, Jerry Jones. Yeah, just a lot of money on that field. Um, and I think they're just like my New York Yankees. Three y'all watching, I'm a huge Yankees fan. Um, but I think the Cowboys remind me of the Yankees. They put all the money out there and everything, and they still just – it doesn't show up because these players – know they're getting paid, um, so what do they really have to play for? So, um, I don't know. I think I think 49ers win this one big. Um, I know it's kickoff probably just, eh, just about started. No. Um, so, that should it should be a good game. I mean, it always is. Cowboys 49ers, that's, you know, classic football. Yep. Uh, I, I, my Christian, prediction. Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. uh, will tear them apart. So I think Nick Bosa has a heyday with that offensive line. I think Dak has a Absolutely. terrible game. I'm saying 49ers. 42, Dallas, 17. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. It's, I was going 31. And it's in San Francisco. So. I was going 35-21. Uh, Two-score two game. I really uh, do think uh, 49ers offense is complete. Their defense is very complete. Um, I agree. If they, you know, if they don't take off the, the brakes and, and keep the pedal down, I think this another should be mo- an easy win. Another mistake by the Broncos not hiring Kyle Shanahan when they had a chance. So, not that I'm hurt by that or anything. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I think you are. I would be. <laughs> uh, we'll run through some games today, guys. Uh, the Jets beat the Broncos 20, 31-21. Uh, sealed the game at the end with the fumbles. Uh, Russell Wilson got sacked, fumble, returned for a touchdown, sealed the game. Big, big win for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think uh, Tyler went off with that one a little bit here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to bring that one up. Before um, you go into any of that, with though, I want to say uh, – I'm going to give you – because I know where you're going with this. You're wanting to talk about your boy, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, boy. Uh, Josh Allen was 27 for 40 for 359 yards. I like – I still love Josh Allen. But the uh, dysfunction, something going on. Stephon Diggs is not happy. There's some turmoil no. on there. But anyway, hit, hit uh, me with what you think here. I think T-Law, which is uh, Trevor Lawrence, in case y'all didn't know, um, I think he's a stud. He threw for over 300 yards again today. Um, but what opened up all these passing plays and everything is the run game. Um, you know, Etienne had 100 and what 40, 150, 140 yards. Let's say 140 yards. 136 yards. 136 yards. 136 yards. Okay. 136 yards on the yards uh, last year when they played over in London, this game wasn't London today. Um, you know, when they played last year, I think he rushed for a career high of 160. Uh, so the boy loves being across seas, overseas, uh, playing football. Um, so he tore it up last year, t- tears it up again this year. Did not see this one coming at all. I uh, picked the Bills to win uh, just because they beat the crap out of Miami last week. Um, right. So really surprised. 
Bills did not click all game, really. Um, I mean, Josh Allen's Josh Allen. Love my boy Josh. Um, but just, yeah, like Hess mentioned, you know, with Stephon Diggs, something's going on there. Um, I th- I look for Diggs to be in the trade portal um, after this season, especially if the Bills don't win at all or if they don't make playoff run. Um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of time for a change. Um, I will say that. I get you. I can feel that. Uh, I feel like, uh, I don't know, there's something off there. Uh, Calvin Ridley had a big game for uh, Jaguars. He had uh, 122 yards uh, receiving. He had uh, seven receptions on eight targets. Uh, Trevor Lawrence played a mistake-free game. He was sacked five yep. times. Uh, Josh Allen wasn't sacked at all. I mean, you look at the stats, you don't look at the score. Buffalo wins this game easily based off what I'm – based off the stats. But uh, Jacksonville, just made, Jacksonville made the plays where it mattered most. Yeah. Absolutely no run game from the Bills today. They had 29 yards on 14 yep. carries. That's where uh, the game was settled, at the trenches. Fourth quarter, um, look, the Bills tried to come back, but it was a little too late at that point. Uh, two games in a row in London for Jacksonville uh, last week and this week. And coming back home to the United States of America, 2-0. and So another big <laughs> win for the United States teams over in England. Uh, we'll move on. Uh Anthony Richardson uh, went down again with an injury. It looked like a shoulder, saying so maybe AC sprain. Boys, I say leave Minshew out there. Uh, went eleven for fourteen, I think. Right? Yes, he uh, Minshew. Minshew twenty-eight yards. Yeah, he's not bad. They won. They beat the Titans. They Titans beat the Titans. This year. Uh, that puts the Colts at three and two on the year. Yeah, Minshew finished eleven for fourteen with one hundred and fifty-five yards. Yeah, uh, okay. Minshew played Didn't great. Much. Josh Downs was the leading receiver. Where's Caleb at when you need him? <laughs> So uh, Minshew looked good. Uh, Anthony Richardson, uh, kid's not been staying healthy. Super talented. Dude's got an arm. I think. Uh, I think give him a break. Gonna be fine. I think yeah. give him a break though. Let Minshew play a little bit. Let him sit back. Make sure he's hundred percent before you put him back out there. And if it is, I think he's doing an MRI tomorrow to make sure it's just an AC sprain. Hopefully, it's nothing more than that. He can get back out there because I think, other than CJ Stroud, he's been the best quarterback out of the rookies so far this year, which Absolutely. not really saying yeah. much, but Stroud's playing out of his world. Um, Stroud, Stroud's playing with Tom Brady caliber. Um, I think I think he qualifies for like one of four quarterbacks with his stats. Mm-hmm. How I mean, how good of a rookie year he's having so far. Um, they, and Houston lost today. Um, good game, 17-21, I think was the final. 21-19. Um, 21-19. 21-19, okay. Golly, man, I got to get these specs up. But close game. Um, you know, kind of, kind of didn't have them winning again. They did beat the Steelers last week, big, big win there. Um, actually shut out the Steelers. It wasn't even close. Um, so Texas is a, you know, it's good to see the Texans actually playing good football. It's been a long time since you know I've seen them be actually decent prior to the um, uh, Deshaun Watson, JJ you know, Watt, you know, all that. So they were, they were decent, at, you know, a couple years back, but it's been it's been a minute. Uh, Steelers. Squeaked out one in Baltimore, seventeen ten. Still think big that offense offense got a lot of issues. I think, even though it's a big win, it, if I'm a Steelers fan, I'm, I, I am happy but not happy because this just solidifies another week of uh, terrible offensive coordinator. Uh, what's his name? Canada, Matt Canada. Canada. Yeah, get uh, him out of America. His last name's Canada. Go back across the border, guy. He's he's not going to. He's not going anywhere. Um, uh, Played terrible all game. Uh, defense, again, kept the Steelers in this game. They have a solid defense. Um, you know, Kenny Pickett had a great fourth quarter. Put up, They put up 14 points to seal the win in the fourth quarter. Uh, led a good drive going down the field with under, I think, two minutes left yeah. um, to take the lead and, and put it away. So it was nice to see, 
the Ravens are no slouch. Um, Ravens are good every year. Um, Lamar had a bad game. Wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, Other than the Browns, I mean, you the Browns. You don't, you don't know. Well, the Steelers beat the Browns. Um, Browns, but Chubb being out with the Browns, I, I feel Chubb's like out, and Watson the Bengals are all over the place. The Bengals actually look like they're actually maybe starting to put it together, but they are one and four, right? Yes, one, one and three. One uh, and, well, they probably won. To, I think they won today. Yeah, they won the 34-20 over the Cardinals. Jamar Chase had a absolute game. They're two and three. So two and three. Two and three now. So two and three, like I told you earlier, statistically have a twenty two percent chance to make the playoffs. Um, you know, last year they start off zero and two, and then they, you know, you know, you know what, what happened the rest of the season. Jamar so, Chase finished with fifteen catches for one hundred ninety two yards and three touchdowns. That's insane. They Too bad I don't play fantasy anymore. That would be insane. Uh, I want to uh, go through a couple of little games real fast here. Just going to throw out some scores. There's only one more I really want to talk about, and I'll finish with that yeah. one last. Uh, Lions handled the uh, Panthers, which they should. Love Dan Campbell. Panthers with the Lions are doing. five. What yeah. is going on? A lot, of, a lot of young kids. they got a lot of work to do. They need a number one receiver. Yeah. They shouldn't have got rid of D.J. Moore. Uh, Dolphins struggled against the Giants, 31-16 final. Giants just have no offensive line. I think Daniel Jones was sacked another seven times a day. It's it's 18 sacks in two games for him. Dude's getting beat. Eagles squeaked out one against the Rams in L.A. 23-14. The, Chief, the Chiefs' abysmal offense continues with a squeaked win against Minnesota 27-20. Travis Kelsey returned, by the he way. He did return and had another touchdown. He returned he finished on the good. second drive. Yeah, he's, he's fine. He's back. Uh, no, T, no T-Swift uh, drama or, or anything like that. So, nope. he's, he's good. And I think uh, I think the Chiefs are seeing the uh, loss of Eric Bellamy going to Washington to be their offensive coordinator. I think it's affecting them because they're not the offensive power house they've been but the game that i want to talk about just because it's just it's unprecedented for me to even sit here and say this or even have this conversation the new england patriots lost 34 to nothing today to the new orleans saints at home bill belichick's defense gave up 34 points mike jones was benched for the second straight week in the fourth quarter he threw he's thrown four interceptions in the last two games at home tom brady only threw four interceptions his entire career in new england at home uh, I think the Mac Jones experiment should be close to being over. I think Belichick tries to find a quarterback, maybe uses it as a, as the backup to put him in. The Patriots look bad. Hey, they're the this only is, team that this, looks worse than my Broncos right now. This shows how good Tom Brady was. That's all I'm going to say. I, I mean, granted, they had Randy Moss, you know, and some great wide receivers. Julian there, Edelman. You know, yeah. But, but Brady is just like Manning. He makes wide receivers. Denver, before he got there, I mean, Denver was okay. They had a good defense, but he made wide receivers. Um, that's just, yeah. That just tells you how good New England only had 156 yards of total offense. They had three turnovers and finished with eight first downs. Yeah, complete And uh, New Orleans had 304 yards offense, 17 first downs. Yeah. It did, uh, uh, Derek, Derek Carr, was he back? Yes, Derek Carr played. He had a shoulder injury. Okay. Yeah, he played. So he is back. Yeah, nice. good game too. Like, I, like, I like seeing him play good at, at, at New Orleans. Yeah, Derek Carr. New Orleans went, kind of a sleeper sleeper team to watch in that division. He did okay. Uh, he went 18 for 26 for 183 yards and two touchdowns. That's pretty good. Uh, Kamara went 22 carries for uh, 80 yards and a touchdown. That boy. Tennessee uh, Red. Let's see. Uh, I think the Broncos are in for Caleb Williams at this point. I think they need to go ahead and just, you know, just trash the whole team. Let's forget about it, move on. Uh, look forward to 2024 in Denver. Uh, yeah. See, the Niners yeah. and Cowboys have kicked it. off. That's all right, man. It's part of it. Live and learn. Uh, want to shout out. 
Okay. All, much... my, all my teams. <laughs> hey, you're all right, man. You're all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, quick real note here, but we are from uh, Lebanon, Virginia, so we're in Southwest Virginia. You all look it up on a map. We have a school that's just about, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes down the road uh, called Gate City High School. I'd like to shout out Mac McClung on uh, signing with the Magic. Uh, I know I transitioned straight out of the NFL, went to the NBA there. Yeah, but went like, straight to the NBA. Wasn't expecting that. Want to talk about the local guy? <laughs> I hope he has a good. I hope he's able to play more. Dunk champion last year. I think, I think he's in a good place. Uh, yeah, I think he. I think he fits really well with Magic. Um, you know, he's wearing number ten. Uh, he was at number nine, so now he's wearing number ten down at Magic. So fresh start, new number. Uh, look forward to buying his jersey probably if he actually gets some playing time, which he should. I've been saying that for. Will you wear it on the podcast? Time. Yeah, I'll wear it on the podcast. Think we can Absolutely. get him as a guest? Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> um, maybe you never know what could happen. Um, I do want to go watch him play, so we need to look for some tickets well, if he we'll comes to Charlotte. Um, I love to love to see him play uh, in, the, in the in the league. Just to. Uh... Little quick note on NBA preseason starts. I think this week or this weekend, so we're right back to NBA season. We will be talking about NBA basketball. Uh, yeah, me and Tyler are both grew up huge Carmelo Anthony fans, and since he's retired and everything, we've really just bounced around with players that we like. Uh, couldn't find a team that we really like since he's left. Melo was our guy, so we're, we're we love Damian Lillard. Dame time. They call it freak. I think love I, I think they're calling it freak time in Milwaukee with Greek freak and him. I think they're calling it freak time. Oh, okay. And uh, we're going to follow Mac McClung this year in Orlando. So, But we're going to cover all of the NBA. Hopefully have a good NBA season. I feel like it's been really stagnant over the last couple of years. So hopefully this year is pretty good. Um, hopefully so. Um, on that note, you know, I, I guess, uh, yeah, definitely huge Dame fans. So I've always loved Dame, even when he was at Portland um, and beat Oklahoma City, which Carmelo is on. Love, love him. Uh, always have. Um, I like watching the Pelicans, but the Pelicans constantly stay injured. Uh, we tried picking them last year just to try to follow a team. Um, just injuries killed him left and right all season. Love Ingram. Uh, love seeing Zion when he actually plays. Uh, so, yeah, well, it, it, NBA's very interested. If Mac actually gets to – I mean, I'm hoping. I don't see why not. He should start or come off the bench. Uh, but if he actually gets some playing time, I will definitely be all over that team uh, watching that and, and reporting on that each week. So, um, And Dame's going to tear it up in Milwaukee. And finally, he's on the East Coast. We are on the East Coast. So finally, I don't have to stay up till one o'clock watching this guy drain threes from the half court line. So, I'll have to watch him in Philly, uh, so that's great. So, and honestly, we can probably actually see him for once uh, yeah. this year. So that'll be another one we'll probably try to put on our radar. Uh, maybe try to go see Dame Lillard. That'd be that'd be nice. I agree, man. It'd be really nice. Uh, let's see, uh, that's about all we got for the NBA. Hockey starting soon. We're not big hockey people, but you know we got some hockey people. About hockey, go Preds. Yeah. The local <laughs> team, I guess you could say for us. Uh, that's about all I, I got to for, learn. Yeah, I mean, if we need to, we'll hockey. talk. We'll talk about hockey a little bit. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's, get, let's look to the end here, man. Let's just get it. I think. Yeah, I, I think we've got. We're at, almost at an hour and a half. So yeah, yeah let's get the hot takes for uh, this coming week. Let's uh, pull them up and let's go through them. All right, you go ahead, bud. Start us off here. Oh, I, I don't have this. Hang on, I don't have the week pulled up. You don't have the week. I don't know who's playing this week. I'm just gonna give you my hot take. I'll give you my hot my hot take. Yeah, give me your hot take. My hot uh, take is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Need to mutually agree at the end of the season to move on from Mike Tomlin. Oof. I, I, I love take. Mike Tomlin. I think he's a great coach. I just think the Steelers need a different direction. And I think you bring in a new coaching regime because they're going to hire a good coach. They're going to get somebody they always do because they don't hire coaches. 
They never hire coaches. They had Phil Cowher forever. They've had Mike Tomlin forever. And prior to that, I can't remember what his name was. They had him forever. So I think you go out there and find that other coach for the next 20 years and just start over and let Mike Tomlin do his thing. Um, maybe he retires. I don't know. But that's my hot take. I think the Steelers really need to move on from Mike Tomlin. I think that's time's wore out. Uh, I disagree. Never had a losing season since he's been there. Great coach. But I can't. But uh, it's just, Pittsburgh. Just, you don't I'll, settle for eight and eight every year. Yeah, but they also had a, a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. Um, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, great quarterback. Um, and just you know, that's how come Steelers put out great teams every year in year out. But they won the, the games, you know, Super Bowl and everything with their defense. Right. Um, so I I disagree with that take. I, I think Tomlin stays needs to continue. Touchdown Forty Niners, by the way. Great coach. That, that that happened fast. That's what I figured. Um. But yeah, so disagree on your take a little bit. I mean, I am a, a huge Stiddlers fan, right. so I, you know, I, I like Tomlin. Can't say anything bad. Um, I see where you're coming from, you know, uh, looking at it. But I look at, you know, he's never had a losing season. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, it's an incredible accomplishment. What four, 14 years or something? I mean, Maybe something move on from him and keep him in the keep him in the organization. No, no this is what you do. You keep him uh, head coach and you fire Canada as an offensive coordinator, you get a good offensive coordinator in there. And I've told you this too, in the uh, draft or uh, free agency this year, you go after offensive line. That is where they need to pick up. They have Najee Harris, one of the best running back, could be one of the best running backs in the league. He didn't do much today. Uh, don't have no offensive line. Uh, that's where they're losing is that offensive line. So they got to go out, get some offensive line. Um, and I think you see a whole different side and a new offensive coordinator. I think, I think the Steelers team slots out. All right, all right. Well, that, that was my hot take. My hot take is uh, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, I mean, the guy's two and zero, or one one. Sorry, he lost last week, but he put a great scare on the Kansas City Chiefs, and I love seeing it. Uh, I think he's finally turned the corner. Uh, the kid's got a lot of heart. Wants to, he wants that starting position. Um, of course, you know, hate for Aaron Rodgers, uh, but love to see what Zach Wilson's doing. Uh, love to see him get a you know winning season uh, for the Jets. I hate it for the Jets. I was. was I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. Love Rodgers. Um, was yeah. looking really forward to seeing him play at the Jets. But I love I love seeing what Zach Wilson's doing. So that's my hot take. Um, I think he's better than a lot of people give him credit for. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's uh, we'll hold off on the uh, college game picks because I think okay. we're going to do another hit another one up here Thursday. We'll talk more about that coming up then. Uh, who do you got for Sunday night football tomorrow night? It is the Packers versus the Raiders. Who's you Monday night football? Yeah, Monday um, night. I'm gonna go with the Packers. Uh, Jordan Love. Uh, Raiders just let me down every time I pick them. Um, they're just stagnant. Um, you know, they should have stayed in Oakland. I don't. I, I hate that move, but it is what it is. Great field in, in Las Vegas, but uh, Green Bay. Give me the Cheesehead. Chiefs. Chiefs are uh, sorry. Cheese, cheesehead. Sorry. Yeah, boy. I'm looking toward that Thursday night beatdown. The Chiefs are probably gonna get my Broncos. So I'm gonna go ahead and say that that one is uh, Chiefs win that game. I, uh, Wife is, that, is that at Kansas? Is that at Kansas City? I will tell you in just one second. Sorry, go Broncos. Sean Payton is extremely pissed off. I think I think Broncos come out and give a in Kansas City scared. I was in Kansas. Never mind. I take that back. In Arrowhead. Sorry, Taylor Swift to be there. She'll sing a song about you. Last yeah. thing, uh, before we wrap it up here, uh, I know we talked a little about baseball, uh, based off what we're seeing right now. Uh, who's your World Series teams? Who who's represents the AL? In the AL? Yep. Um, 
think I'll go with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. I like the Rangers a lot. Uh, yeah, I, I really do. I told you this going into it. Um, even the last couple weeks of the season, I told you to pay attention to the Rangers. They got hot right at the end of the season. You love to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, they snuck in kind of kind of quietly. Everybody's focusing on Houston Astros. Um, you know, everybody's kind of overlooking the, the, the Rangers, and I just I love to see it. Uh, they did really well um, in the bullpen and starting rotation. I mean, just Jordan Montgomery, Evaldi, just uh, uh, Scherzer, I mean, just tearing it up as far as pitching goes, and they have a solid hitting team too. Um, so, yeah, I look, for, uh, I look for the Rangers to take it. You know? You know, this one's tough. Uh, you know, obviously I want to pick the Braves. I think the Braves should take it, you know, in the NL. Um, but I'm actually going to have to go with the Phillies. Uh, love me some Bryce Harper. Um, and I think the Phillies uh, always put a scare on the Atlanta for some reason. If, if this was any other team uh, playing the Phillies right now, I'd pick the other team. But it's Phillies play Atlanta hard. Um, I don't know what it is, but they always do. Um, so I'm going to go Phillies um, in the NL. All right, I'm going to agree with you on the AL, and I'm going to say uh, I definitely know you're not going to agree with me on the, the NL. And the that is Ran- okay. The Rangers, I think, uh, think they're the best overall team left in the AL. Uh, the pitching's there. The hitting is equivalent to what Atlanta's doing all year. That the Rangers are clicking right now. Uh, as far as the NL goes, I think uh, I think the Braves figured out, but I think they have to win this next game. I think if Atlanta loses game play. two, I think it's the Phillies, and then I think it's the Phillies Rangers in the World Series. If, if Atlanta doesn't win, that's how much pressure is on Max Fried in this game too. But I think you will see Braves Rangers World Series, and then that's probably a six to seven game series in my opinion, and it'll be one hell of a series. But, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick the, you know, if it comes down to Rangers and Braves, um, I'm going to pick the Rangers. They got the better pitching right fun now. Fun fact, if it does come down to Rangers-Braves, the Braves have played more playoff games in the Rangers stadium than the Rangers have because during the COVID year, that's where playoffs were held and the Braves played all wow. their games there. So they've actually played in that field more than they have their own field in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm going to have to cheer for the Rangers in that series just because, I mean, they're not supposed to be there. Okay. So, I love saying I told you this, too. I want to go back. Um, I wish we could have, like, a tape recorder. But at the, be- at the beginning of the baseball season, I told you the Rangers would be good. Just, just you know, I mean, you went on been. about the Orioles. I mean, the Rangers should have been good. Watch the Rangers. The Rangers yeah. should have been good. They had a stretch there where they were abysmal. Corey Seager couldn't hit the yeah. blind side of a barn. Yeah. A uh, local kid, too, there at Texas. Evan Carter. Uh, Evan Carter went four for four in the first playoff game. Yep, Elizabeth. Um, Yep, so cool to see that, uh, you know, with the local athletes. So, yeah, well, I, baseball, I love playoff baseball. Best time, best time. Oh, yeah, it's great. So. Love October baseball. Uh, all right, guys, well, that's it. I want to make a shout-out to another local podcast. They shouted at us out today in their podcast, uh, Front Porch Talk. Uh, I think, or Front Porch, is it Porch Talk? Porch Talk. <laughs> porch Talk. Yeah, <laughs> way to mess up the, uh, the <laughs> my shout bad, My bad, Cameron, Jeremiah, guys. It's Porch Talk. Yeah. Uh, Great. Sports talk official. Yeah, great local guys. They're talking a lot of local high school sports, uh, music, talking about the same stuff we're talking about as far as football. Uh, great guys. Uh, give them a, a watch, a listen. Uh, but that's all I got for this week, today. Uh, I hope you all have a wonderful Monday. I hope everybody has a great week. We'll be back. Uh, I think we're going to do one Thursday, so that'll be back out on Friday. Uh, this one will be posted in it'll be Monday morning. So I hope you all have a wonderful Monday when you're listening to our beautiful voices. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, be be sure to uh, follow us on our Twitter, X, uh, Tyler's Talking Sports. Uh, we have an email, uh, t, uh, 
T.S. Talking Sports at Gmail. Uh, send us emails, questions, anything, anything you want to send us. Uh, we're on Instagram as well. Be looking for clips. Uh, but that's all I've got. T. Castle, you got anything? Uh, no, just close our marks, like you said. Give us a follow. Uh, appreciate the shout out too. Uh, really appreciate that. Trying Sorry, I messed that up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it is our first podcast, uh, so you know we're going to try to get better from here. Um, I really enjoyed this, so looking forward to. Uh, Thursday, so it'll be uploaded on Friday. Like Hess said, we'll do some editing. Uh, but tonight shouldn't have much editing to do for tomorrow's upload. So looking forward to that. Um, we on Spotify. Really smooth and, uh, yep, also on Spotify too. I think uh, Tyler's talking sports as well. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to uh, Docile Wolf for the cool logo. Yes. Uh, much appreciated. Yes. Uh, hope everything's going well. Uh, haven't played video games in forever, but I will be back uh, to the Call of Duty. So don't want to get off topic, but yeah, we'll probably we talk have about some, some e gaming. Yeah, we'll have some video uh, game talk in here. We're some, we're some gamers. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so reminiscing on some good times but yep yeah, that's all i had just wanted to give a shout out to everybody who's uh helped us and followed us up until this point yes. and uh hope you know look forward to, to maybe meeting some new people and uh, bringing in some people on this podcast yes absolutely all right guys well that's it for episode one for tyler's talking sports we will see you friday see you friday thanks guys bye guys